Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Jumping into episode 13 of the Grey Wolf Hoops Podcast, it is Ned, joined by John. John, how are you, dude? Really good, man. It's been a big few days, which we'll talk about shortly, but otherwise feeling good, man. I'm back in Horsham now, slowly getting back into routine, but always good to join you for the weekly podcast and wrap up some basketball. Yeah, man, it has been a bit of a somber week. First up, how's the voice going? Because you lost it there. That's why we're a little bit later this week. Yeah, exactly, man. It's a different week for the NBL anyway with the game Wednesday night, last night. But it's 10 again for a wrap-up. But it's been a big week for the basketball community, man, hasn't it? With sad passing of Kobe Bryant on Global Sunday in America, Monday in Australia. So, it's uh, yeah, as you said, been a pretty somber week in the basketball community. Yeah, sure has. And we'll talk about that a little bit now before we get on to this week's proceedings in the NBL and the weekend tournament and whatnot. Very tragic, Johnny, with the passing of Kobe Bryant. He was one of those players that if you were a Lakers fan, massive, massive things. Like, he did huge things for the organization. But if you were playing against him, man, did he break some hearts. You being a Nets fan, me being a Pistons fan back in the day, he's broken our hearts many times. But he's one of those players that you cannot help but respect. But the tragic passing, man, has just affected the basketball community so far and wide abroad. Uh, it's hard not to shed a tear watching all the tributes to him and like Shaquille O'Neal recently you know was talking about him and just about every time it pops up on the news it's just one of those things that's hard to believe like he's a guy that you know obviously we don't know personally but his impact and his legacy I guess on the NBA and basketball in general like it's just a tragic event and and you're spot on when you say he's a bit like you know your LeBrons and your MJs and these guys you just respect them because of the champion that they are and you touch on the the New Jersey Nets and I'm a I still am a diehard Nets fan you know I think when I first started watching the Nets like I remember we're at a basketball tournament it was a 2002 playoff series and Kobe and Shaq absolutely ripped New Jersey a new one Uh, and it was just unreal at that point you go you know this guy's something special and you know he was like I'm not sure how old he was at that point but that was still very early on in his career and from that point it was a big journey for him to to where he got to only retired a couple of years ago and they had his last game playing on ESPN and it's really hard to watch obviously given the context of the last few days but you know it's just a huge loss for the basketball community dude and one I think is going to take people a long time to get over yeah most definitely will because this is long before his time of course only been 41 years old and we should point out too absolutely tragic his daughter was also in the helicopter crash as well as I think there was nine in total they were off to a, yep. a basketball thing which is again I was not a huge fan of him as a player because he ripped us up time and time again but you couldn't help but respect him absolutely terrible the way it all happened and the way it went down and just I don't know I've been looking into it a lot and they were saying that the the helicopter shouldn't have even been flying in that day but mm-hmm. what would you say your best moments watching Kobe growing up were? Oh, I have to say, uh, and, and you know our buddy Gracie, Matt Grace, great friend of the show, he's a diehard Kobe fan. And a lot of my great memories of probably high school when I was really starting to get into the NBA, you know, it was on ESPN. I remember when he got Foxtel connected at his place. And I think we watched that many Kobe Bryant Laker games that, you know, you got sick of watching them by the end of it, man. But just watching the guy, and I can remember, I think it was, might have been like the 06, 07 team before they got Carl Malone and Gary Payton there. And the way he led a team of nobodies was just something to behold of. Like, you got Smush Parker was playing point guard. Like, no one even knows who that is. Smush. Kwame Brown was on that team. You know what I mean? Like, just the way he was able to bring a team up for a big city like LA, man. Like, you need to respect that. And, yeah, like I said, I have so many good memories 
memories of watching him back when I was that age. And you kind of feel like you grow up just watching these guys, McGrady and Iverson. And we've spoken about it a lot in the past. We feel like we got to watch the golden era of NBA, which is that 2000 decade, I guess. Another thing that I hold near and dear to my heart, and I've got it sitting at home, is I've got actually got a Kobe Bryant signed jersey which hung above my bed from probably age 14 until literally yesterday when I went and thought I've got to put this in storage somewhere safe so you know it's uh, even though I've never been a Lakers fan I've watched a lot of Kobe and you know just I I feel like we're blessed to have been able to watch him play and you know the legacy he's going to leave it's going to be a a very long one you can definitely put it that way. Oh most definitely is and I've heard on the news and whatnot that they're they're going to change up the basketball hall of fame to add Kobe in this year did you hear that? which I think is a fantastic thing there. This is how big of an impact he had there. There's word of changing the NBA logo to Kobe Bryant. I don't know if you've seen that as well, but just the crazy amount of things and and how much of an impact that this man has had on the game. And speaking of crazy, John, the bizarre thing is, dude, is he could probably still be playing today at the age of 41. He was that talented. Oh, I completely agree. He retired, was it 2016? And at the rifle age of 37, he still struck 60 points in that game. It's, it's just unreal. And like I said, I think we're just lucky to have even been able to watch him play for so many years. And it's a tragic loss. And, you know, hearing some of the words like, you know, Shaquille O'Neal said that he hadn't really even seen him since that last game. You know, time's so precious. And, uh, you know, it's a, you know, it's a lesson to, for everyone to learn, I suppose. You know, go home and, and ring that person you haven't spoken to and cuddle your kids. And, you know, man, we're here for, a, for I guess, for a good time, not a long time. So I hope that the way that coach he's touched everyone's lives you know really means something to everybody but you would have seen the news today a lot of players are changing their numbers and the Mavericks are retiring number 24 and that's unheard of you know in this day and age and you know I think it sort of goes both ways I feel like if the players want to change numbers out of respect that's cool but if they want to play in that 24 that number 8 to you know respect and represent Kobe and play hard that's what he would have wanted too so it's just so moving and you know something that we may never see again you know in this day and age of such a big impact if you know what I mean so yeah. special in a way yeah I definitely know what you mean and I couldn't agree more and the thing about Kobe that I respect the most is dude as you know I've got the three daughters and Kobe had his daughters and he was really getting behind women's basketball and that's what he was concentrating his time on after retirement and it, I feel with someone like Kobe Bryant behind it it'd be better for the you know equal opportunities and all that sort of thing really pushing for the for the women to get the recognition that they deserve and a guy like Kobe leading that charge hopefully yep. someone will step up and follow suit. Yeah, I hope so. And that's the tragedy of it because his daughter was his legacy, as you would have seen. And, and she could play too. Like, I've seen a few videos and she definitely had dad's moves. But you're spot on, man. And, and hopefully, you know, someone does pick that up and keep it going because the thing that, you know, with Kobe and, you know, I mean, he only retired so four years ago and, and how involved he's still been to bring up the women's game. And he had his mumba, the club or the association that he was running. So he was so involved and definitely getting kids, girls and boys playing and, and to have someone who's giving the time back to the sport that he loves I think is the key point you know let's hope that someone can keep it going and you know do it in his honour which is his love and his passion and you'd say it and you know, understand being a, a dad is to see these kids and definitely these young girls come through and, and achieve their goals and you know I hope that that keeps going I'm sure it will and maybe you know helps build the awareness too so again you know that all just goes back to his legacy which will live on for many many years Most definitely man I think we'll leave the Kobe Bryant thing on this Johnny too this was a quote from Kobe the magic in life Life is finding what it is that you love. When you find that thing that you love, then life makes sense. For me, it was basketball, and I think that's a 
That's a great thing there. He really just did yeah. dedicate his life to basketball. And, you know, you've, you do what you love pretty much is what he's saying there. Yeah, I think so, man. And work hard at what you love as well. And if you haven't shed a tear over it already, go and watch uh, the Deer Basketball short film. And we posted on our socials the other day. And it, it's a real tearjerker. And, you know, the man loves his sport. And, you know, that's what life's all about, isn't it? Like you said, find your passion, put your time into it and make the most of it while we're here. Because, you know, it's a very quick life and you've got to make the most of it. Definitely, man. Now, let's change things up before I start tearing up now onto the weekend. And we'll talk a little bit about local hoops here. We had two sort of teams that we were following throughout the weekend, which was our Horsham B team. Now, these boys, sponsored by Grey Wolf, did excellent. Five wins, one loss, and just missing out on percentage to get through to the finals, which was very upsetting there. But a great way, you know, they really didn't do anything wrong except for that one game. So hats off to the the Horsham B Grey Wolf team there. Could not be more prouder of those boys. Like the way they played over the weekend, to finish five and one and have some really good wins against some good sides is just phenomenal. And you know, hats off to the boys for you know a couple of really good wins, particularly against a very strong Melton side. That's one of those games that you just remember in years to come and go. Yeah, we were able to beat those guys because they were pretty strong. And to finish five and one, essentially equal first in their pool and only miss out on percentage is phenomenal. And like I said, could be more proud of those boys and their development over the last couple of years has been outstanding. So I think Horsham basketball's got some future big time superstars coming in the next few years, man. Yeah, fingers crossed and very much looking forward to their last tournament of the year, which is in Narracourt in February. I think their hard work's about to pay off in that one, but we'll yep. have to wait and see. Speaking of hard work, you've put in a bunch of hard work with your under 18s team and these guys keep going from strength to strength they more than one-upped the b team they got all the way through to the grand final let us know about the the weekend that was again another amazing effort from those under 18 boys like i've said to them before like there's just something you know you just get that once in a generation team and there's just something special about them and uh these boys have definitely got that and often as a coach and with scotty as the assistant coach like we often just have to sit on the bench and just watch well, they're just such a special team. So we went five out of five in our pool games. A couple of uh, big challenges, but we were able to, to raise up definitely on the defensive end and, and get the job done. Then we were able to take care of Shepparton in a semi-final with uh, Ozzy McKenzie shooting 37 points, if you don't Damn. mind, including eight, eight three-pointers, man. It was very Ned Tether-like performance huh. in that game. And that got us into the grand final against Benigo and made a, a decision before the tournament that our goal was to make the grand final because we knew we'd be playing Bendigo and just to get a look at them because they're the number one ranked team and, and sort of we're number two but they are an unreal basketball team with one kid in particular who's in their NBA Next Gen Academy so we matched them for the first quarter but I think sort of fatigue and, and that sort of played a part in the rest of the game and unfortunately we went down by quite a few but we achieved our goal which is just to make that final so we get a free swing at the Bendigo boys and we've got state champs coming up in only a couple of weeks so we'll get to have another go at them and uh, hopefully a few game plans and ideas that we're formulating will pay off. And again, you know, just an amazing effort by these kids to keep getting it done and you know, and I guess to accept a, a new coach, which wouldn't be easy, but it's one thing I'm, I'm loving about these boys in particular and uh, I won't go on about too much more, but just that they're loving their basketball. Like these kids, are, you've got a couple of boys, Ozzy and Sam Crow, who are going to be representing country Victoria and a lot of kids who could be very close to that and you know, there's a great vibe around this group and I'm really lucky to be able to coach them and you know, everyone's enjoying their basketball. We're able to go out and 
kicks them off and have a laugh afterwards. And, you know, it's just a great vibe around some of these teams, man. That under-16B team's the same. Just loving basketball at the moment. And, you know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Let's have some fun. The wins will take care of themselves. But, yeah, it's just a really good vibe, dude, at the moment. You can't ask for much more. And we should point out, too, there is that you did get your revenge on Mount Gambier in one of those earlier games, which you lost to in the last one. And I remember you saying in an yeah. earlier podcast, we need to get them back. And you did that, and you did it easily. So hats off to you guys for that. Thanks, dude. It was a... Uh, yeah, they beat us by a couple of points in the Warrnambool Grand Final. We knew what we had to do to, to fix what went wrong in that game, and we did that. I think we got up by about 20 in the end, so... Isn't that funny? improvement's definitely there. Yeah, it is, man. And, you know, this is a lesson to all the kids out there, and I continually tell these boys it was just basically laziness on defense, not closing out on shots, not getting a hand up, and especially when you've got bigger kids who can shoot now, and you've seen it in the under-16s, you know, a 10-point lead can go to one point with three three-pointers, and then the game's done, so... It's a small thing that we need to do, but we managed to fix that in the game on the weekend and got the win quite easily. So, like I said, always improving, man. That's the uh, yeah, that's the positive thing. And that's all you can ask for. Defense wins games, and I should point out too that Marley's team, my daughter's team, finally got their first win in the under tens, I believe it is, possibly yeah. under twelves. She's only nine years old, but they had a hard fought <laughs> five to eight win, and they got a draw in there as well, Johnny, and a couple of losses, but they are looking so much better, which is oh. great to see development. Man, that's what it's all yeah. about. That warms my heart. And I think, was it you two said at least they doubled their score or something like that, which is a brilliant call. But, that was uh, your wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. So it's fantastic, dude. And, and like, you know, it really does warm my heart seeing these kids come along. And, you know, anyone out there, I suppose, that's that age group that's listening, you know, those tournaments are some of the best memories you'll ever have. And I look back on my under 12 and under 14 years still to this day and reminisce on those uh tournaments you know, even if we're getting flogged who cares we're still having fun with our friends and yeah like i said it really warms my heart to see the, the the young girls out there playing and having a go and you know just developing that love for the game you know that comes back to what kobe said that quote you mentioned yeah things are good dude and credit to uh, all the kids put in the hard work and you know good times ahead most definitely man now let's jump into this week's nbl action melbourne united and the perth wildcats have already played on wednesday night dude everybody would have been saying perth wildcats all the Way, but they looked all sorts of stagnant with Melbourne United picking up the 77-67 win, keeping them a slight finals hope. Did you get a chance to check that one out? Yeah, I've seen a couple of the highlights from that game. It was a very low-scoring game. Two fairly high-powered offences, I thought, but we keep talking about this top four, and uh, you know my boys, Brisbane Bullets, are sitting in fourth at the moment, and Melbourne's making a big push for it. And you know, A game like this gives them a lot of momentum, dude, but very surprising for Perth, I thought, with Plumlee in the lineup there. Couldn't quite get it done, but that's a great win for United just to hang their hat on and hopefully finish the season strong. Gee, they really, really needed it. I was happy to see them finally get up. I do rate Brisbane. I'd like to see Melbourne get in there, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Not too disappointed if the Bullets do it. Anyways, my man, Friday Night Hoops sees the New Zealand Breakers and Adelaide 36ers at Spark Arena. This should be a close one, I would think. Being in New Zealand, you'd expect the Breakers to get over the line, though. Probably expect the Breakers to get over the line. And these guys, these teams are both 11 and 13. So you'd almost say that whoever loses this 
might be out by now. I know New Zealand's got a second game that you're actually New Adelaide do as well, but it's going to be a long way back if you start slipping three or four games behind at this point. So this could be a really interesting game, man, I reckon, for both teams. And I think I'm going to back the breakers, but you know how much I like saying Adelaide are that team that we just can't pick. You know, this would be one they could definitely steal. I think the breakers will take it at home. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more on that. And it's a very interesting round, just looking forward a little bit here, but we'll get onto that shortly. This one, I would expect to be a one-sided affair. The Cairns Taipans and Illawarra Hawks are battling it out. Friday night at the Cairns Convention Centre, you'd think the Taipans, they've done enough. I reckon they've cemented that third spot. Yeah, I could not agree with you more there, man. I think they have looked a form team just about over the last month or so of NBL, and I think they're the Cairns train will keep rolling on against Illawarra, the poor Hawks. And we have mentioned about Lamelo Ball. He's taken off and apparently not told anyone, man. And guess who called that earlier in the season? This Did he not tell anybody? <laughs> I saw a statement today yeah. saying that he'd left, but I, I assume that he'd told people. We did know he was done for the season, though. Apparently, he's just up and up and left and didn't really say much. He's just gone back home. But back of the game, I, I think that uh, Cairns will have the form to take this game from home. And like I said, I reckon they've about got third locked in now. So it's a matter of who can fit into fourth. But Cairns for me, definitely. Well, here you go. You want to talk about that fourth place position, John. This one will be pivotal in the battle for it. It is actually that game right there. We're talking about it. Brisbane Bullets and Melbourne United. Whoever wins this one's going to be looking a lot better to cement that fourth place. United going in this one as well. Not favourites. It's in Brisbane. Who do you have? This is going to be the game of the round, man. And it's hard to be against Melbourne United because we know how well they play when they're up and about. And particularly winning that game uh, against Perth is going to give them a lot of momentum. But I think I'm going to stick with Brisbane, man. Like, I've been on and off the Brisbane train all season. But I think they're going to win this game. And I would almost agree with you there. Whoever wins this one could almost not quite lock away full spot, but definitely is going to get a bit of an advantage on the other team just to, uh, you know, to get one win under the belt. But I'm going to stick with the Bullets, I think. But I reckon this will be a very good game to watch. Yeah, most definitely couldn't agree with you more there. I'll go with Melbourne just for the sake of being different and I'll probably put my curse of death onto them there. The Bullets, red-hot favourites to win it. Going to be an excellent game, like you said. I'll go with Melbourne just to be different. Now, here we go. The RAC Arena will see the Perth Wildcats and Sydney Kings battle it out on Saturday night. Grand final preview or what, buddy? It could be. This is going to be an interesting game as well because obviously Sydney coming in with a uh, little bit of form up their sleeve and Perth obviously dropping the game on Wednesday against Melbourne United. This is a really tough one to pick. I mean, usually you'd lock in Perth at home, but Sydney is just playing some great ball at the moment. I reckon I might go with Sydney and just think that, you know, they really want to lock away that top spot. Good chance to beat Perth after a fairly disappointing loss against Melbourne United. So I reckon I might go with the Sydney Kings in this one, man. How about yourself? Yeah, I agree with you there. Tariko White did not play against Melbourne, so it depends if he plays or not. If he doesn't, Sydney Kings definitely. If he does, Perth in front of that home crowd will get it done. But definitely could be a grand final preview right here. Two best teams in the competition when they're fully healthy, I do think. We'll go with the Kings. On to Sunday, John. Well, the Illawarra Hawks may have a chance to get a W on the board at home against the New Zealand Breakers. If they're going to win one, maybe this is the one New Zealand would have to play pretty poorly though and I tell you what just thinking back remember when Aaron Brooks played for the Illawarra Hawks early 
early in the yeah. year. How good was that? Brooks, Ball, they looked good. They were exciting, but they have fallen into a bit of a heap. You'd expect the Breakers to win, but the Illawarra Hawks will hopefully make a game of it. Yeah, isn't it interesting you look back and it feels like it was so long ago now that Brooks was out there because I think it was in both of their fantasy teams at one point. And Definitely. how things can change very quickly in the NBL, man. But you know, a lot of the momentum from this game may come back to that New Zealand Adelaide game on Friday just to see which way this one goes. But, you know, I'd love to see the Hawks get a win. I think they deserve it. But it's like you said, it's going to take a, uh, a big implosion, I think, for the New Zealand breakers not to get over the line. But maybe we can give a little barrack for the Hawks, but I'll take the breakers in this one. Yeah, breakers, I'll be barracking for the Hawks, but I think that the breakers will get it. They need it more, like Illawarra is done for the season. New Zealand yep. still battling it out for that fourth place. As are Adelaide and the South East Melbourne Phoenix. I believe the Phoenix can still make it in, is that right? Mathematically, I think they can. They're a few games behind now, but stranger things have happened. But if they're going to, tell you what, they're going to need to turn their form around very quickly. And we know how hard that trip is over to Adelaide. We will see, but I think oh, you've got to stick with the 36ers here, man. But, you know, I'd love to see the Phoenix get up and sort of make a push or at the very least, you know, finish with a little bit of momentum to end the season out. But I think Adelaide will be up and about trying to fight for that fourth spot. I'll stick with the 36ers. The Sixers need it more. Well, they both need it big, but I think the Sixers will get it done at home. Let's take a look at the ladder. The Sydney Kings out on top. 18 wins, 7 losses. Perth Wildcats in second, 16 and 9. In at third. The Cairns Taipans 14 and 10. Fourth at the moment, your Brisbane Bullets 13 and 11. Fifth is Melbourne 12 and 12. The New Zealand Breakers in at 6, 11 and 13. Seventh is the Adelaide 36ers, also 11 and 13. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix in at 8th at 9 and 15. And rounding things out at 9th is the Illawarra Hawks 5 and 19. Still very close. It's still a battle for fourth place. Possibly third, but I think that one might be locked in with the Taipans pants with their schedule. Yeah, I think so, man. It was bit, it's been that sort of season, hasn't it? It's been one that's been hard to predict and a bit of a, oh, could they or can't they? And we've seen teams go from third to second last very, very quickly. So it's, it's been a fantastic season so far. We've said it the last couple of weeks. It's going to be great to see how this all finishes out. But I'm really impressed with the Cairns and with Brisbane at the moment, the way they've been able to you know, build some form at the right time of the season. And just having a quick look at the stats there. I'm still 100% on Scott Machado for MVP, man. Like, I'd love to see him win it leading the league with assists at the moment and he's uh, getting it done on the offensive end scoring as well so like I said it's been a great season and I think still could be some twists and turns yet to come in the last few weeks there definitely will and I hope Scott Machado wins it as well Bryce Cotton will be looking to bounce back there too he's been playing phenomenally so we'll have to wait and see Johnny but I think that'll almost wrap it up for episode 13 of Grey Wolf Hoops we'll be back at it as per normal next week buddy and we have some big announcements coming for the official Grey Wolf podcast Podcast. Exciting things are coming ahead, buddy. That's it, man. Stay in tune with the Wolves. Give us a review. Leave us you know, some comments and just get amongst the community, man. We're starting to build a little tribe and it's exciting seeing people getting behind the cause and, and we can't thank everyone enough. Hell yeah. Stick about. We'll be back at it next week. <laughs>